Okay, today's DAF is DAF Ayin Hay, and we sort of continue what we left yesterday with the issue of, you know, making various uh, items, medical sort of uh, concoctions, let's call it that. So Rabbi Vahos says, B'Shem Rabbi Yochan, Shaber Vasul Lekabetz. So we were talking about, you normally we we took pepper, honey, wine, put it together. So even though you're allowed to crush pepper, you're allowed to Shaber, meaning break it, not crush it. Now, what's lekabetz? Corbinator says lekabetz means literally bring it together because it's like ma'amer. Rabbi Chaim doesn't say that. Rabbi Chaim says it's when you're litroth. It says like you're sort of beating it together in such a way that it's going to end up crushing it further, right? It says that would be asor because then it's effectively grinding. It would be a problem that way. It says, so Reb Chaim says, what, would, what do they used to do with garlic? They would squeeze it out. I'll read you Reb Chaim here. He says, They'd squeeze it to get the, the shem and the oil out. It was made to make some sort of liquid to dip their bread in. Now it says, if it's, if it's already crushed before uh, before Shabbos, it says, if there, there's still some oil in it, then it's asu to grind it, to squish it anymore. Vim la rev, if you're trying to mix it together to, to simply mix the oil about, then it'd be mutar because you're not extracting, I guess, any more oil from this uh, from this uh, garlic. Now, tamantininan, hashum va riskan mi If you've got garlic, bosser is unripe grapes, milot is unripe kernels, shiriskan that have been chopped mi yom. What, what happens is, Shaya Rebbe Shimon now, what's Machloket here? Now, to explain, Rav Chaim says as follows. In other words, if it's already, and it's not Mechusar any Shechik or any further, meaning since it's already been chopped up well, finished. However, Rabbi Akiva says, I have to understand that Rabbi Akiva. Does he say if it's finished, there's no extra use of shechika here? So what's the problem? So Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov Baracha says Rabbi Shimon Bar Abba says B'shem Rabbi 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 Chanina lo nechilku ela b'chulin. The machloket is only by chulin because why? Because when it comes to truma hakonim nagu b'truma k'rabbi Yishmael. That's already a precedent. I've sort of read the sentences for this flowing into one another. It's not really the case, but I read the continuation because it distinguishes between chulin and truma. Meaning when it comes to konim konim as rizimet. So therefore, that must mean that by chulin, it's what? It's not mikaradin, it's a gzeira. Meaning Rabbi Akiva says, you're not allowed to crush these things, even though they're already sufficient, sufficiently crushed. Out of mishum gzeira, you might have to stop crushing other things that aren't already crushed. Meaning simply the meiser itself, I want to make a gzeira against out of concern people mess up. However, um, when it comes to koanim, as it says, we have a precedent, the koanim nagu betrumak rabbi shmal that didn't have this problem because koanim is hem, usually more particular and careful, and therefore there was no need to make the xera. Okay, next mishnah. Enoch, now here for these mishnah we're going to be discussing now as it goes on, really to the, um, as it's today's year, beginning of the next, uh, tomorrow's year as well, it talks about gzera mishum rafua. I mean, there's certain things you're not allowed to take, you're not allowed to take medicines out of concern, what's called germa shemi samamanim, right? The concern is you'll end up they end up making medicines. And that involves usually grinding, which is also to do on Shabbat. Okay? So what it says, now, the thing is, when you're taking certain medic- things that have medicinal properties, it would be a problem only if it looks like what you're doing is taking it for medicinal purposes. However, if it's something that has medicinal properties, but people, when they're healthy, would also consume such things, then it wouldn't be a problem. So let's have a look. You're not allowed to take a Now, 
the um, the carbonator says it's ezov yon, two different words. It's type of ezov hisop that was a. Uh, it's not. It's usually used for medicinal purposes. And people who are healthy do not have it. Therefore, you can't have it on Shabbos. Lefisha eno machel brim. Avalochel hertio ezer brashote abuv roe. We've got a here, here is written as one word, but in uh, Mishnas it's actually abuv space roe with an ayin. As you see, that's the girsu having the uh, in, coming up in the Gemara. Now, why is that? Because despite these things have medicinal properties, healthy people would eat them. So therefore, it's not a problem. Kola okli mochel adam lerufu avakola mashkim shote. Any uh, food a person has to eat for El um, Rufway can have, or Mashkim can drink. Now, here, when it comes to these two things, you cannot drink them. We'll explain what they are in a moment. It's because they're, for, they're exclusively what it sounds like for, well, it's not really exclusively, we'll get to that in a moment, but it was taken for someone with Yaroka. Now, this is one of my pet peeves type of thing, but Yaroka, even though we translated it in green, it's actually a lot of time Yaroka actually means yellow. It's quite clear it means yellow. Um, so what's a condition someone goes yellow? That's jaundice. That's the Yorokos, everyone translates as being some sort of jaundice. So drinking these things for someone who is, has with jaundice, it is clear is drinking it for medicinal purposes. And therefore, despite the fact there might be a, a beverage, it's clear it's taking for medicinal purposes and you cannot have it. Now, when it comes to medicines, it should be clear, by the way, that if it's a sakana for the person, then obviously you can have medicines. Right, so there's. I'm not going to go to halacha now, but there's a there's a threshold in which we say that okay, you can take a medicine or you cannot take a medicine. But um, I'll leave that for your rav to pass me for you. Let's continue. Aval shoteu made de karim. You can have this made de karim. Litzamor, if he's a healthy person, so he doesn't have yerakon, he doesn't peer jaundice. Um, he can have it for his for for um if, if he's thirsty. The sach and he can take this shemen ikarim. This shemen ikarim that comes from roots and the like, that they used to rub it on themselves. Um, and that, if it's just simply, if it wasn't for medicinal purposes. Okay, let's look at the Gemara. One individual asked Rabbi Shimon Karsana, Mau mishde krirton beshufta. Now, krirton is, again, it's a min rufuah. Now, the way Rabbi Chaim explains it here, he says it's tov shinaim. It was good for someone's teeth. Okay, so Amarlai, if you're doing it because you could, you just want to drink it, you're, you're thirsty, then that's fine. If it's the Rufuwa, if you take medicinal purposes, then it's this like made de kalim, and it will make a difference what your intention is, and then it can be a problem. So he says, but the Gemara says, I don't understand. Now, here we have to appreciate that, that when they make exera against taking Rufuwa, it wasn't a, a blanket rule. Things that were within the body, like like for the shinayim, lifnim and shinayim, then it would be okay to take. I read of Chaim. He says, "Va'alok kriton tovu lishinayim, fatina halan dekol makesh lifnim any wound that's inside, internal minas fatayim behind the gums. Shari lerufuato, you're allowed to heal that in Shabbos. The lo asrul chachamim that wasn't covered by the gzera not taking medicines. So we say patar la bilvadsha davarshu who shall sakana. In other words, what's it? In other words. What's when did they not make it asur minasafa belifnim, meaning internal in the mouth? That's only when it's a sakana. But if there's no sakana, even the, the gzera would even extend to that situation as well. And that's why he says, or well, if you're taking a rufuwa, that's not a sakana, it would be asur to do so. Okay, let's continue. Then it says, Abalhu ezer. Now, what's this your ezer? And the Gemara explains that's this politrichon. It's Machal Yadulahem, Rav Chaim says. It's a, they, they knew what that meant, but it had more meaning than your Ezra to, to, um, to that. 
both of us, both these things to us um, probably have little meaning. Okay. What's this Bogre? Kamash Mo. meaning that is exactly how they would call it that even in that time. Okay, this Abu Broe. Now, Rabba Sha'al Rav Yirmiya, Ma Nitni Dekarim or Dekalim. Now, it's interesting, in our Mishnah, we have, it says, Chutz Dekarim. In the Mishnayot, however, it's printed, Me Dekalim. So the Gemara asks, what should you, how do you read it? Meaning, is it Dekarim or Dekalim? So, Amalei Dekarim, why? Shem Dokrin It seems to be, Dokar is like to perforate, but it's actually, they would penetrate and clean out the Mara, the Mara is a gallbladder. So it's it's uh you call it by its qualities if you like the fact that it can it has a deep cleansing or it can penetrate deeply um, in the mara. How Rabbi says lo mistarva de karim. It makes sense the ella that should be de kalim. Why shehem yotzimi ben shnei Because water was a spring that came up between two palms. That's where they sourced it from. So it's not by its medicinal properties, but rather where it's sourced from. So both they de kalim or made de karim. Two ways to read it. Okay, next. Shimon Barba b'shem Rav Chanina. Zeu zeshu lochesh nor ten shem al rosho belochesh belvach lo yiten lo biad belobekli. Now, I just want to share a sheet here, so we don't get don't get too lost. I'm not trying necessarily the sheet is, but it helped me. Now, there's you'll see this machlok at whether if someone's putting oil on the head, and they would do so for lechisha. Now, this this is interesting because lechisha they do incant, incantations. Is it? They would sort of recite certain words or psukim or whatever it was over. Um, as part of uh, some type of refuah. Now, the question is, is that covered by the gzeri? Is it domel refuah and therefore going to be asked? Okay? So what it's saying is, if someone's pouring oil on their head and is going to do a part of this lechisha, it says, So when he does so, he has, because it's part of the gzeri, of lechisha, is part of the refuah, he has to, he can't do it with his hand or with a kli. Meaning he can't pour the oil into his hand and put it on, and he can't put it into a special utensil to put it on. He has to pour it directly on his head. In other words, he has to and therefore it's not a problem. In other words, once he's um I read your chaim now here, I should read it. It says, meaning meaning if he does it in the normal way, it's clear and present that what's it's it's evident that he's doing it for the purpose of Lachisha. Ella, he has to use Eli ten bekli ala rosh directly. Because normally, when people just rub oil onto their skin, they, like you get suntan lotion, you pour it straight on the skin. Actually, there's a much about that too. But but in other words, you, you, they pour it straight onto the head. And then it makes a similar to doing sicha. Vesvirily, and according to that opinion, the reason why you need a shinui, the lachash asu beshabas because just as medicinal things are asu, so too is lachash. That's point number one. That's on the right-hand side. We're going to move down the charts in a moment. The point number, uh, the, the second opinion says no. Rav Yaakov Bar-Idi says, Rav Yochanan B'Shem Rav says, not ten biyad, ben biyad bekli. You don't have to do any shinoi. You can put it with ben biyad ben bekli. Now, I, I'm going to be explaining this sugya like Rav Chaim Korbanet has a very different derech in explaining this whole sugya, but that's just uh, my disclaimer. Beseder? So, he says, again, it seems to be on the right-hand side, the first shita says you need to do, you need to have some sort of shinui so it doesn't look like you're doing lechisha, which would be asu like mishum rafua. Another shita says there's absolutely no problem, there's no issue of lechisha on Shabbat, it's not asu mishum rafua, and therefore you can, you can do ben biyad ben bakli. Now it says, my benehu, what's the dif- difference between the two? It, the difference is as follows. Me'isa, um, whether what you're doing is considered ma'us, and therefore not normal sicha. 
The cheetah that said you can do it in the regular fashion, he holds that it's ma'us. And therefore, by pouring and putting any oil on your head is not regular sicha. This is going to be very important for later. But it doesn't matter that it appears like you're doing it for, uh, you know, that you don't have the cover story that it's sicha. And it's quite clear you're doing it for this um, lechisha. But that's okay, because lechisha is mutar and shabbos. That's on the left-hand side of the chart. However, manda amar noten shemen agabe rosh, the shita that says you have to pour it directly on, he's of the opinion that that's not maus. And therefore, by doing this shinoi of pouring it straight on the head, what you're doing appears like regular sicha. It's a normal type of thing. And therefore, that's your good cover story. They're saying that um, what I'm doing is, it doesn't appear like I'm doing it for, for lechisha purposes. Okay? But the nafkemin between the two shittas is, is pouring oil on one's head considered like sicha or not? According to the right-hand side of the page, which says that it is, and therefore it's a significant shinoi, according to the left-hand side, no, it's not. But it doesn't matter if it's not like sicha because I'm allowed to do lechisha on Shabbos. Okay, so Amrav, you want You see, therefore, that there's going to be enough gemina where you can do this by Master Sheni, because Master Sheni oil it's nitan achila and also sicha, so it makes a difference. Again, if it's to find a sicha, I can use it for. I can do the same thing with Master Sheni. If not, not. The shita that said that you can use it, that it's um you can you don't need a shino at all on Shabbos. Now, if you follow the chart down the line, the, the second row we said it's considered ma'os and therefore not sicha. It's not even defined as sicha. So therefore, if it's not defined as sicha, let's go a line below it. But ma'aser it would be also also to do so because what you're doing is basically hef said ma'aser You're wasting. It's like pouring it on the ground. However, it's a ma'aser be also. Banda amanoten shemen agabe rosh roshol. The shita that says that no, you have to do with a shino and pouring on your head is considered sicha. And if it doesn't look like you're doing um, lefish on Shabbos, well, if it is considered sicha, then it's mutar, it's mutar or Okay? Because that's, again, the oil is nitan to for sicha. Okay? Now the Gemara says, Amrav Yosach, v'chi kola mutar b'shabbos mutar b'masasheni. He says, what are you talking about? Why do you assume that there's a correlation between masasheni and Shabbos? You'll see why in a moment. In other words, let's have a look. It says, you see here, um, we see that one's allowed to take wine, wine itself of um, on Shabbos, and use it to bathe, right? She can use it to bathe, bathe her, her, her child because of all the sweat. However, you're not allowed to take, and one second, um, however, it says, it says, exactly. Reb Chaim just adds that point that if it's for medicinal purposes, obviously you can't, but to bathe, you're a cat. However, but truma taking wine and rubbing that on one's skin or bathing in it is considered wasting it. Okay, it would be asu. And also, he truma, the use, the valid uses of maisasheni we learn from truma. So you see, there isn't necessarily a correlation of what's considered okay for one is okay for the other, or the definition of one or the other. So we say meichadun. Now I'll explain a bit outside what Reb Chaim says here. He says, look, when it comes to wine, I can understand what the difference would be in Shabbos and Masasheni. Why? Because on Shabbos, it's simply bathing, and bathing itself is mutar. Okay, there's nothing wrong with washing your hands on Shabbos. 
Okay, all the xeras in terms of bathing, we'll get to the hot water and all those things that, that don't confuse it now, but simply the washing ones itself down. But Masashani, the issue is it's Hefset. So therefore, I can understand how there can be a difference between Shabbos and Masashani. Okay. However, Bashemin, pouring Shem on your head, what would be the grounds to, um, to differentiate between Shabbos and Masashani that you're bringing as a kasha? On this whole, uh, the, 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 on the suggestion that Master Shane is enough to commitment to, 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 to these two different shittot. So he answers, mm-hmm. So Rebchaim here explains that no. On Shabbos, the issue is only Mishum Rufua. So as soon as, according to the shit that says, I use a Shinoi, then it's Muta. Okay? It's absolutely Muta to do so. Because as long as it does, as soon as I employ the Shinoi, it doesn't look like I'm doing it for Lechisha purposes. And therefore, it's fine. Have a master shani, I could still be asur, as opposed to I put green over here, it could be red. Why? Because if I'm using it for a fuwa, that might not, that might can be considered a hefsed when it comes to master shani. Okay? And if it's a wasting master shani, it means it's not just normal sicha, etc. It's not exactly the sicha that's defined by master shani to the level of normal benefit, but it's a shinoi. And if it's a hefsed, then it will be asur for master shani. Okay, so in other words, this whole line of argument, just so we can appreciate the flow of the Gemara, was was a almost a kasha that the nafgamina between these two different ways of understanding how we put this oil on one's head for um, for for lechisha might be a nafgamina between the two different shit. It might be whether you can use it for master shani purposes. And according to understanding, says no, because it's a rufua and it's have said lukuli alma. It might be asa. Okay, so that that's that's again the flow of rukhain. Yes, same. Let me just ask you, what, what is this used for? You said, for instance, where you have pain in your teeth, right? The pain in your teeth, I think we learned earlier that, that that's a sconus nefoshus. So you're allowed to be, uh, so you, you can't put that if, if, if you have toothache, if you have a terrible toothache. We said by tooth, it's, it's there's something well, that you're allowed when it comes to. Yeah, when it comes to, we haven't done it yet. That's the next Mishnah um, and pro, in tomorrow's daf, really. Um, but um, yeah, you, um, back to that previous sugya, I think it must be it's assuming that it's not like a proper toothache, some sort of internal mouth, something or other that's, that presumably is not a sakana. I'm not sure what that would be. But generally, you're right. We one will work quite chamur when it comes to. Or we but if, it, if it would be a sakona, then then master sheni can be used. No, no, no. So this is this is nothing to do with master sheni stuff. This is this is an oil that we're rubbing on someone's head. Okay, yes. this is to do with oil rubbing on one's head. Um, but drink, but you're drinking. Um, um, you're drinking uh, it, it, usually for teeth. It's chometz. That's the next mission. Uh-huh, okay. But um, yeah. But the, 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 this this here was sorry. I may have gone a bit fast. But this sugya is dealing with the whole issue of this rubbing on the head and whether lechisha is considered asor shabbos mishumar for or not. Okay. Let's continue. Lochashin. Here we're talking about lechisha. Laayin. Now we have to appreciate what does it mean laayin. So laayin here actually doesn't mean holy ayin. Ella, it must be Reb Chaim says, Lav lechole ayin, kamar ella lechole machmat ayin hara. Something related to ayin hara. Okay? Di lechole ayin ha'ika manda ama lahalam begamar. We'll see later on. De lachash asuf ala ayin. Okay? Ula ma'ayim shdeshar. We'll get to that in a second. That's the next case. Ula ma'ayim, some stomach, uh, stomach issue. You're doing some sort of lechisha, some sort of incantation to uh, ward off snakes in Akravim. Also, umma'avirin al ha'ayin. That's in, here, Reb Chaim says, if the eye gets hot, or something, 
some, I guess I'd be inflamed or irritated. They'd put some sort of metal cleat on the eye to cool it around. Cool it down. Now, all these things, it's not considered a fuah. Okay, that's not much rafua. It's just uh, easing the pain or whatever it is. It's not considered rafua. Therefore, there'd be mutar. Now, Kiva had this issue with his eye, and they put this clear on on Shabbos to follow that exactly what it had said in the Brighton. So Rav Veravchia Rabba Treun Armin Tishim Vetisha Meitim Ba'ain Bechat Mia Biedel Adam. In other words, if like ninety nine percent of people, he said, die Ba'ain Hara as a relight Bechat Bide Bide Shemaim, meaning Bide uh, Shemaim, meaning it wasn't uh, caused by like Ain Hara. Meaning it could be a. There's some explanation of what it means. Shemaim Asher Rav Chaim says Belochol. What I'm saying is Belocholi, but that could be the next one. Um, his 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 um, his his um, sorry perish there. But like, let's continue. Rav Chanina v'Shmuel Treyun Amrin Tishim Vitoshim Meitim Betzina. Ninety nine percent of people die from cold. Vechad Bidei Shemaim, and and one percent die here. I think Rav Chaim perishes Belocholi without getting sick as a result of that. So Rav, so the Gemara says, what's Machloket here? Well, Rav Kedaita v'Rav Chanina Amar Kedaita. That each of them are presenting what was relevant to their location. Meaning, Rav Alidei Dehavi Shari Taman Deina Bisha Shechicha. In other words, when it came to Taman um, Huomer Tishim Betisha Meitim Beina Vachad Betish Bidei Shemaim, it seems that in Rav's community or in his area there was problems of Ein Hara. It was rife. And therefore, it would appear that, therefore, in his situation, he quite said, quite clearly, 99% people died due to Ainara. Rav Chanina, who, was, who lived in a Tzifrin, which was, um, again, Tzina was a recalled area, Taman Omer, that 99% of people did not meet him, but Tzina, Vachad, Bidei Shemaim. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman, Rav Shemar, Yonah said, Tishim Bidei Shemaim, Besrav, 99% of people died due to heat. Like exhaustion, dehydration, things like that. And one percent is from Shemaim, Mide Shemaim. So presumably his location, he wasn't living in Sipori, it was warmer there. Now here it says, Rabban and Amri, Tishim Vatisha Matim Bapshia, Bechad Bide Shemaim. What does it mean? Pashia Reb Chaim says, Nani Absibul Dai Pshia, Bacholish Adam Mevi Ali de Alatzmo. Shainishmim Karaoi. Meaning 99 people die for not taking care of their bodies. They smoke, they drink too much alcohol, they have fatty foods, whatever it is. They inflict upon themselves their own diseases and 1% is Minesh That's the way Rav Chachamim understand it. Okay, now Rav Chuna... And, 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 sorry, and the Korbana Eide adds to that yeah. and your anger. Oh, and stress and things like the anger. Okay, very good. Um, okay, Rav Chunya, um, Rav Chunya Yaakov Me'efratim, B'Shem Rebbe says, V'esim Shem Kolcholi. Now, what's V'esim Shem Kolcholi? Zehas Sreifa. What's a bracha? Kodesh Baruch will remove from every day. That's referring to Sreifa, meaning a hot fever. Rav Chunya says, V'tani La B'Shem is taught between Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov. V'esim Shem Kolcholi. Zehreayon. Now, this is where it refers to some sort of stresses. Now, the stresses, Rav Chaim says, Either Do'eg, Shedo'eg, Adam, Parnasato, Bekotzebo. All manners of life stresses, financial, family, whatever it is, some sort of depression, sort of stress. The armor of Yaakov and Atan, all barzel at Zavarecha. What's this yoke of barzel that, be, that will be placed on your necks? That in, as a negative thing, Zerayon, this is this uh, stresses, this almost it wears down on a person. Okay, Amar of Avon, What does it mean I'm going to remove from you all manners of Choli? Now, he doesn't understand it to be disease. He refers to it as a Yetzirah. Why? 
because he looks the lashon of chali. Now chali is a targum of matok. matok because the yetsara in the beginning seems sweet, and at the end of the day, when it's you know you've captured the person, the individual, and it preaches all the consequences, it ends up being quite bitter. Rav Tanchum b'Shem Rav Lazar says Rav Menachem b'Shem Rav Sar Menachma b'Shem Rav Rav Vesi Hashem Mikal Kol Koli Zehamara. This is the gallbladder. Damar Rav Lazar Tishim v'Tisha Meitim b'Mara. Due to the bile issues, it sounds like ninety-nine percent of the people uh, died due to that. Vacham mivriyesh Shamayim and one percent from all other matters of diseases. Okay, let's continue. Rochatzim b'Yama Gadol u'Meitav very Afapishu mitkaven l'Rufua. Someone can bathe. In the um, Yamagadol in the ocean or Metaveria, despite the fact he's also in Kaven for Rufua, because again, it's not evident that what he's doing is for medicinal purposes. Okay? But since people don't usually bathe in water that was used for soaking flax, or the May Storm is um, the, it's interesting here, presumably that's referring to Maymelach. Okay? Um, then, then it would be evidently doing for medicinal purposes. So we say Emas Ba Ema Taibes Manchu Mitkaven Rufua. That's only if he's going in for Rufua purposes. Halalot Betuma Mituma Latara. If someone's simply going in these locations to to, to Matara themselves, then it's Muta. So we're Reb Chaim here. He says um, uh, he says no, he didn't. I thought it was here. I said it. Okay, okay. Oh, the next part. Amrav Shmuel Achved Rabrachia. That's Bilvat Shloisha. That was the next thing he said. That's provided it doesn't wait in the water too long. So here Rab Chaim says, Biyamagadol Nami Bilvat, even in the ocean, not just in the uh May Mishra and things and, and, and like that. Because if he's going in the ocean and he's staying there for an extended period of time, and not just me tumalatara or rochets, it's it's clearly he's doing it for medicinal purposes, and then it'll be us. Okay, next. Sachin Alintin Lachola Bishabis. So Alintin Chaim says is Yain is Yain Yashan, old aged wine. Umain tzulin and and clear water the afarasamon. A person with a sach in the cholah letzanon, they put it on a cholah to cool them down. A masai. When is that the case? That bezman shetarfu me'erev shabbos. That's provided that it was always mixed up and prepared from erev shabbos. Aval im lo tarfu me'erev shabbos. If it wasn't prepared on erev shabbos, you cannot prepare on erev shabbos itself. Why? Because if you remember, what's all these concerns about mishum rafua? Um, all these these the concern is in case you'll end up preparing medicines. And then out come to shikash mamanin, and out come grinding some of the ingredients. So here it seems to be clear that if since you're preparing something for medicinal purpose, Chachamim says forget that you can't do that because the gzer semash case you'll grind the various ingredients applies for this as well. Amrav Shmuel ben Alasa Matira Yerabi merely trof yain b'shem and velisoch velasoch lecholah b'shabbos. So Rabbi Rabbi was Rabbi was cholak. He says you can even prepare it on Shabbos. However, Rabbi Meir got sick. And then we wanted to prepare it for him. And he didn't let, he didn't allow us to do so. Should we, you know, you pass and then it's okay. Should, uh, what, even in your lifetime, we should go against what you're saying. So Despite the fact, yes, I said it was muta. Since I'm a Dayachid in this in this situation, I will never had the you know the overconfidence to be uh, to, to go against the the rule of the Chachamim. So therefore, even Yamai, I don't want to go according to what I feel is the correct. Now let's do the next Mishnah and to finish off. 
Someone has a toothache. Okay. One of the ways of fixing it was drinking chometz. But if you drunk straight chometz, no one in the right mind would normally drink chometz. So it's clear refuah. But what he can do, but what he can do, he can dip bread in it and eat it. And as he's eating it, there'll be a sufficient amount of uh, vinegar that's going into the mouth. And it will, uh, if he gets healed by it, great, he's healed. Someone's sore in the loins. He can't rub in yain and chometz. But he can rub in shemen, which is oil. Um, uh, why? Because normally someone wouldn't rub in uh, as we said, wine and chometz on their legs because, because uh, unless they're doing for four purposes. But shemen they can. It's like rose oil. Why? Because they're because it's so expensive, but someone normally wouldn't use it. The only reason they might be using it is because it's an expensive medicine that they need. So therefore it's clear you're doing it for a fuah. Um, however, However, people of aristocracy or princes, literally, that uh, would not, even during the week would use this shaman, this shaman vered, they'll be able to do so on Shabbos. However, Rabbi Shimon says, since expression before, that no, really, there's no distinction. Everyone could use this shaman vered on Shabbos. Again, that's just the Mishnah. There's obviously much more to talk about regarding teeth and things like that, um, as we'll see in Metzah Shem tomorrow. Right? Have a good day, everyone.